Guys, good morning. Podcast number 10. Uh, super happy that we are do, uh, achieving this uh, milestone. This milestone. Yeah. Yeah. 10 episodes. Uh, 10 episodes. Yeah. Here with Phantom Minenko, um, the first and only Australian uh, black belt male division world medalist. Uh, in the gear, yeah. In the gear. Myself, uh, Eduardo Dias, one of the pioneers of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Australia, fourth degree black belt. Here today uh, with this uh, wonderful friend and wonderful guest, um, great Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well, uh, Fred Perrini. Uh, good morning, right, Fred. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, was... Yeah, thank you for coming. Um, we always start with like this. We already started talking before we started or whatever, some funny stories mm -hmm. and stuff right off the bat, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But we always try and start with like the first kind of question is like, just like introduce yourself a little bit and, and what you do and things like that. And, and particularly um, when you started like training jiu-jitsu. And I, I can already understand from when we talked before that you uh, started in Brazil yeah. uh, when you were a bit younger. Do you want to go through like that story and how everything started? Yeah, I started when I was... 12, like it was 1994 in Brazil. I kind of didn't know what jiu-jitsu was. You know, I told my mom because I used to play soccer in school and lot, lots of fight. Yeah. And there was one guy, one kid that did Muay Thai. He would bash everyone. <laughs> we were all scared of him. Yeah. And then I wanted to learn that. I wanted to, to learn Muay Thai. Learn, yeah. learn, like, if I had to fight him, I want to... <laughs> you have to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then my mom put me... My mom found the place there, Andre Pedernieres, very well known in, in Rio. Yeah. And then we, I went there. My mom didn't know. She just saw like the jiu-jitsu, judo, self-defense. And my mom like, oh, I'm going to put, put him in there. Uh, this one's close enough. Yeah. And then I went there. I didn't even know what it was. I remember my, I still remember my first class there. Yeah. They showed me some stuff there. And I'm like, when, when am I, am I going to punch? <laughs> when am I, when punch am I, I remember they showed me, they showed me the guard there, and I was crossing like the the waist. The, yeah, the waist there, and they're like, no, like, you're coming down. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's how it started. But then I love, yeah. you know. Then keep doing it. I did till I was 18 there in Brazil. Yeah. I got my purple belt on when I was 18. Yeah. But back in the days, man, I didn't know jiu-jitsu was going to be so big. Yeah. And... and uh, Fred, back then, like, yeah. for people that don't know, um, Paul Andrea Pedernetas were uh, one of the biggest uh, leaders, you know, and creator of Nova Union, which is yeah. a very famous uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, very traditional and famous Brazilian jiu-jitsu team that actually end up becoming one of the most uh, successful Brazilian uh, MMA teams as well. Yeah. Um, having people like Jose Aldo, who else you you remember uh, training with you at that time? Man, I remember some 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 good. I had man, I had, I was so like because I had classes with with uh, Shaolin. I don't know. Robinho, Shaolin. Shaolin. How about Leo? Leo. Leo. Leo was uh, he almost never was in that place. He uh -huh. used to train in another one, but at a different time. But I was a, I was a kid, you know. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people was really young too. Like when I look back, like Robin got his black belt on when he was eighteen, you know. Yeah, I remember. But I remember, I remember BJ Penn coming there. Mm -hmm. There was another when when MMA started at the gym there. I remember those those people training. There was a few Americans came. Yeah, 
I don't know, Lewis, I don't, I don't remember his name, it was Lewis. He ended up fighting there. So, mm -hmm. so. That's how it started. That was the first America that I saw there. BJ Penn was actually a world champion, eh? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. he was the first American to become champion. a world champion <laughs> a... in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And he got his black belt, I think, in four years. It was something super yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah, and he got the black belt in my gym. I know, fighting under Rolf Union. Yeah. I know that. I know. And, then he, and then next week, he ended up winning the black belt. Well, sure, uh, yeah. He got the black belt and then he fought the... And he helped a lot in preparing himself for MMA fights and helped a lot, like, uh, spar, as a spar for, yeah. uh, sparring for people like Jose Aldo. Yeah. And what's the name of the other one that was, like, a, a chamber for 10 years? I forgot his name. Hinnam Barral. Yes. Yeah, there was some good good fights there. And all the people that I grow up end up being world champion or becoming... Like, yeah, when, I, when I started, there was, like, three kids... Yeah. So there was three kids in the so we would roll with the adults. Adults, yeah. Yeah. I remember one one is Marcelino. <coughs> yeah. Babu's brother. Yes. Uh, living in Melbourne, right? Lives in Melbourne, yeah. yeah. And there was me, him and another another kid. Yeah. And then we roll with the adults there. That's very similar so, to how I started in South Australia, same type of thing. It was still just before jujitsu exploded. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. before it exploded and became this like it, more mainstream sport when they had started making like you know copying the karate kind of like um commercialized version of things oh we're gonna do kids class we're gonna do this and that yeah like even, i don't have the same experience as you with you know what i mean like the beginnings of jiu-jitsu but even when i started here in in in, in australia the guys that were doing jiu-jitsu at the start weren't doing it for um yeah, oh, this is a cool, fun thing, man. They're doing exactly for what you said. They either fought MMA yeah. or they wanted to learn how to defend themselves and do martial arts yeah. and they're real martial artists and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, it's a super interesting it, because it's evolved so quickly because of social media and exposure and everything like that. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Fred, well, in uh, being training uh, uh, with all these like uh, amazing jiu-jitsu players, um, I, for example, remember... Uh, I used to go to competitions in, in Rio and I remember like I could go by food, by water because a lot of fights are boring, you know. Yeah. But every time I was like, man, I have to, what time Robinho is, uh, is going to yeah. fight? Like Robinho was a guy that everyone went to watch the fight. Yeah. And a lot of guys from Novo Union uh, already said that he was the most impressive guy because he could fight yeah. with any other person's uh, uh It didn't matter the weight the person was, you still do amazing, you have like many different positions. Yeah, like, yeah. what are your memories from, like, what are the best players in Jiu Jitsu at that time, in your opinion, that you saw they have contact with? Uh, I, from from Novo from my gym, we always have like Shaolin was one of the top Shaolin Robin. Mm -hmm. But there was one guy that was really good, I think he was the best that was the, at the time. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't a serious competitor. Yeah, yeah. like it was Charut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Charut was for me. He was the the best one, and then he used to teach for us the is this class. is this Charuto the, the 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 black belt that teaches at that American uh, America MMA gym? I think the the last time I saw him, he, he was the one that went to Hawaii. They met BJ Penn. Uh -huh. He's teaching Hawaii. He was teaching, oh, okay. I don't know. Because yeah, there's know. another Charuto that teaches that the uh, California kid uh, gym mm -hmm. in America as well. Oh, okay. Brazilian black yeah. belt guy. Um, well, be him. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Andre Pederneiras is um, a black belt under Carson Gracie, right? Yeah. And um, 
Custom Grace, you did amazing uh, black belts, you know, that are spread all over the world. And, and they had a like an amazing understanding of jiu-jitsu in a yeah. super effective way. Mm. Um, and uh, let us know how it happened, like this move from you, like from when you started there and to... Did you, did you stop jiu-jitsu there before you come here? How did you happen yeah. for you to come to Australia as well? Yeah, I came here. I, I got my purple belt at 18. Yeah. And then I trained a little bit more. <coughs> and then I started uni in Brazil. Mm. Uni parties and like yeah. I didn't put jiu-jitsu on the side. Sorry. Stay. Man, it took me a while to, to come back. Then I came to Australia in 2003. And I came to Australia to stay like four months to study English. Mm. You know, but four months you don't learn nothing, especially because I came here, I didn't speak anything. Yeah. And then, and then I stay, stay. And then it took me what ten years to, to get back. I think I think I came to to Ghana two thousand and ten. Yeah. I remember when I first got here. Yeah. I saw jujitsu here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna check it out. Like my first year. I'm gonna check it out, and there was like those Japanese jujitsu. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I, I didn't and know. And you could do the punching. Yeah, yeah. but I, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I didn't. Know. I thought it was the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thought it was the same. I went there, and then I went there. I rolled with the guy there, the the instructor there, yeah. and then I smashed him. Yeah. I smashed him like if he couldn't do nothing, and it was a bubble bell. Mm. You know, the technique is so so different. Mm. And then I'm like, yeah, this is. This is not jujitsu, man. What is this? And then I never came back there. And then when I find God, so Eduardo, of course, Brazilian, I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's the real jujitsu. But it took me a while to to get back. Yeah, yeah it, it was yeah. it was very big. The 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 jujitsu, Japanese jujitsu, was really big. Like it was starting all PCYCs around here. Yeah. Um, I remember when I just moved to Brisbane, there was actually a kung fu gym that was. I mean, in their heads, they were t- that's what happened to me. They, I went to look for a place to teach back then. This is like 17 years ago. Just arrived in Brisbane, and I was looking at what are the places that have martial arts? Maybe I can teach jiu-jitsu. So I arrived there, and there's this lady um, teaching, uh, at least she thought she was teaching Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and screaming. No one had a gi. Uh, she's screaming, and she probably got her, her belt from like one of these... Like um, online, a guy come one day for a seminar, uh, and, you know, and she. But anyway, like I remember to this day that my the hair in my arms went up because I was like, I it took I could when I arrived and I watched the class, I was like, oh, they doing something else here. Like I'm gonna yeah, talk about yeah. and check. No, no, you're doing jujitsu. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is so bad, <laughs> man. You know how <laughs> people, and because it's so far away yeah. from everything, they buying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they yeah. actually believing. And I was like, oh shit, this yeah. is gonna be a lot tougher than yeah. I thought. I never been yeah. exposed before to what the real the thing real? is. Yeah. Yeah. And then because when we grow up, when we start jujitsu in Brazil, we we learned the self defense. We, yeah. we we did a lot of. <clears throat> Self-defense that back in back in the days, eh? so I was used to like if the guy tried to punch or try, try to hit, I was no do the clinch do. Yeah. and then keep close there, taking down. Yeah, and then yeah, that was that was weird. I was like, man, this is this is not jujitsu. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. What age did you move to Australia, Fred? I was twenty-one. Man, 21, early man. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah. Just turned twenty-one. That was in January, <coughs> January beginning of the year, two thousand and three. What made, what made you want to come to Australia? Was there any reason that I wanted to to go overseas to 
to learn English, right? Yeah. So I thought about the accounts that America didn't really want to go to America. England would be cold and yeah. expensive too. You yeah. know, I've thought Australia more similar to Brazil, like the yeah. climate, they like the barbecues. Beach, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh huh. Man, yeah. It's <laughs> 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 the choice process was very similar to mine. I thought about, easy, easy I thought about the the like Nicole Kidman, all those. <laughs> <laughs> You're picking all the special <laughs> reasons. Those laws, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna be alright. Fitting <laughs> 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 well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then I yeah, moved to Australia, and then I don't regret. You know, love this country. Yeah. Did you did you end up finishing uni there? I didn't. I didn't. I went to. I had no two more years to finish. Mm -hmm. Two more years to finish, and then and then after a while there, because I was staying here there, you cannot lock because you can lock the the uni there. Yeah, you can We're defer the course yeah. there for later. Yeah, but only for a few a few years, like five years or yeah. something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, five years, and then I was like, really five years. I didn't want to come back to Brazil. Yeah. I'm like, man, what am I gonna do there? Yeah. Yeah. What were you studying before you? I did marketing. Okay, yeah, marketing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. And then, uh, and then I, I thought about transfer the uni here. Yeah. End up getting all the credits though. Yeah. So I only did two years here. Graduated. So you finished the grad and graduated yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And the same thing in marketing and. No, I got I got the credits, oh, but okay. I finished in business. Yeah. Major in sport manager, events manager. Yeah. 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 All cool. this stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, really yeah. awesome man! Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome achievement, eh? Yeah, um, it's uh, it's a lot harder than uh, people think to come to another another country, different language, and uh, yeah. be able to achieve that kind of uh, you know yeah. graduation. Yeah, Good and then I only I only started this after I finished here, man. Yeah, no, uni, yeah, uni in Brazil, uni in Brazil, you know, you can you can get everybody when you're doing another language, you know, yeah. you have to. Study. <laughs> I was living the uh, in the library there. <laughs> The, when I was a union, I couldn't afford to fail no hope. Yeah. It's expensive here. Yeah. yeah. Have to make sure it happens. We talked about yeah. this um, type of like attitude or, or um, stuff for like for people that migrate or, or, or you know, move to other countries and stuff like that. You, you under like a different level of, of stress and scrutiny and stuff like that. You don't have yeah. the chance of like, Oh, if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to go live with mom and dad. Oh, if it doesn't Response work out, I'm just going to like, uh, Well, yeah, it's like it's everything. Like, uh, I, th I just think it's funny that people, for whatever reason, have like picked a bigger, um, more intense form of accountability for themselves, always gravitate towards jiu-jitsu. I, I don't know why. It's just a common um, like belief thing that happens from people or something that they learn by necessity throughout their life or whatever. A lot of the people, and it, and again, it's not everyone. It's not like everyone at jiu-jitsu knows yeah. everything about life and has to get everything figured yeah. out. No, we've all got problems. We've all got things we don't understand properly. But for whatever reason, most people that started, um, you know, things earlier on in their life, sports, jiu-jitsu, whatever, most people that go and move to other countries or move away from their parents and take on a... Um, like a sense of in uh what's the word independence Depends. earlier on that man they start to learn about themselves and 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 i think that's something that's missing a lot everyone's like looked after all the time from just like yeah. most people that live in whether it's in any type of western country or whatever like everything's catered to you and you're mm. looked after so much by yeah. daddy government or daddy mom yeah. and dad whatever whoever yeah. it is they look after you so much that you don't even put in a position where you're forced to grow as a person yeah. You know, you can get by just sitting on the couch and, you know, smoking a cigarette and getting the uh, farmer's union iced coffee, uh, farmer's union iced coffee, walking down to the, 
You know what I mean? The corn yeah. store. Like, yeah, that's true. I think it, it's interesting that a, a lot of the people that we have talked to on these podcasts or the people that we meet doing jiu-jitsu, they always have this same kind of thing where they've accepted challenge and, and responsibility in their life or they've started things early that bring challenge into their life. They always seem to gravitate towards jiu-jitsu at some point. Yeah. And it's really, for me, yeah. it's interesting yeah. to notice. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. jiu-jitsu has this, like, very fundamental aspect. You're going to... You're gonna have lessons every day, yeah. and you have to improve, which is exactly the same when you when you throw yourself in these challenges. Like you're yeah. going to have lessons every day, and you have to keep accountable. You have to have the responsibility to overcome whatever happens. You can't yeah. rely on assistance or coming yeah. back. I mean, you just have to push forward. Yeah. So it, it is a, a both are very very similar. You know what I mean? I, so, I think yeah, it's like yeah. a it's a um, very like um, compact like parallel to life. You know what I'm saying? What you're doing yes. here in jiu-jitsu and yeah. stuff like that is the same thing you would do in life. It's just in a more controlled, safer environment. Yeah. The yeah, thing that I think that we haven't really talked about it before, but lo- lots of people like to talk about with the techniques when we teach and stuff like that. Oh, what's the best thing? Or what's yeah. the thing that works the most? And the thing is, is like I constantly have to say the same things. Like there is no best thing. Depends what you're trying to do. And yeah. The thing you start to learn later in life or after, you know, learning jiu-jitsu and, and getting decently good at it is you start to recognize there's no one thing that's better or, or worse than anything else. There's only things that you do and then the outcomes from them. And it just depends yeah. what, you're, what you want as the outcome, what you want as the result. And like for me, this is I've learned so much more about life than the, the technical skills of jiu-jitsu by doing jiu-jitsu because of all these ideas. And if you just think about it a little bit or if you put yourself in a position like moving away from home and studying overseas and challenging yourself with all this crazy stressful stuff and like evolving and becoming a bigger person and a better person and always trying to improve yourself, like you, you realize so many different things about life and yourself. Right? And I think there is a point where I'm pretty sure it happened to you as well. Like I remember... When you challenge yourself and you have these experiences, a lot of the times you're gonna make like um, you're gonna make like a fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things that you challenge yourself and then yeah. you accomplish or you don't accomplish. You have yeah. a laugh. You have a like because yeah. at the end of the day, like you're gonna have memories. That's all that yeah. matters. Is yeah. it all about memories? Exactly. You're gonna get old, man. What yeah. what counts is the me- yeah. the memories. You know? And there's so, gonna be good ones and bad ones. But like, yeah. man, the, the the there's ups and downs in life. Like, but even with the downs, you can have a laugh. Yeah, man. that's the beauty. Hundred percent. Yeah. You can laugh about it. Yeah. You can go. Oh, you can I shouldn't have done that. Was silly, yeah. whatever. But if yeah. you have exposed, you're not gonna have so many of these stories. You know what I mean? To tell. Yeah. You know, and these stories what makes life so fun, yeah. man. I think. That's true. You know, like you're pretty sure you had some stories that like me. Yeah, the same. You know, I mean, you. The, the same story talking about of like being scared of the guy that do his, uh-huh. was bashing everyone in the soccer <laughs> yeah. field and stuff like yeah. that and you're like oh, I better learn that you I know. remember a funny story because you know in Brazil we would never we would never have to install air conditioning you know what I mean you yeah. give like 10 bucks yeah. your, you know the guy that look after <laughs> your your mom would yeah. do it and yeah. the guy would go oh what do you want yeah. you know the air you don't even yeah. see it you just go and turn it on isn't that right yeah. so I remember here I, I rent a, a as soon as I arrived, I rent this uh, uh, apartment here, um, and um, I was like, "Jesus, it's, it's so hot, man! Yeah. Brisbane is crazy." And I was like, "All right, let's get this aircon, you know, you know, save some money, bought the aircon." I was like, "All right, man, how do I install that?" <laughs> okay, I have not a clue. Well, it's not mine. I can't put it. There wasn't a place. I was like, "Okay, I have to build like some like a dodgy get a get a." piece yeah. of plywood you know open a hole you know I never touch this stuff yeah. put it in there tray 
man, uh, when I turned it on, I was working. Well, all I did, like, for half an hour, I got a beer and keep drinking like, <laughs> from the echo. like so happy, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's nice, But Fred, um, look, I, it's funny, like, uh, um, a lot of people don't know that, and now they will. Uh, Fred, I gave this um, very kind nickname because um, <clears throat> his name is Fred, Frederick, Fred, yeah, Fred yeah, Pehini, yeah. but I call him Dede. And Dede is the nickname of Andrea Pederneiras, which was yeah. his first coach. So uh, even yeah. on my phone, it's like Fred Pehini, Dede. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Dede, when you arrived here, you had... Um, you had a very strong uh, focus. Your game was very, you have a very uh, strong uh, guard, right? A lot of guard positions and, you know, and with a lot more effective playing from the bottom. And like some time ago, I, I mentioned that to you, even like we trained together and you started to um, kind of like have a, a top game, very yeah. solid, you know what I mean? Very effective as well. And can you tell us, uh, what do you have to go through to kind of like started to get better with these other areas of jiu-jitsu? And what are the, like what advices you could give to people that are like in a situation like, because it happens so much that a guy has maybe, the guy is a great uh, bottom game and or the guy has a great, passes guard really well, but the guard is very weak. Like how you, what advice would you give to someone that to equalize that, to become like strong at everything? I think the the key is to, like the, your yourself recognize yeah. what you you need to improve. Like it's not like a, you know we used to like when I was younger. I I would go to the guy. I would go to the competition, pull the guy, pull spider guy, try and like I won like the the national championship. Yeah. Like all my fights was exactly the same Sorry. pulling, and then you think it's fine, right? But yeah. when when you're on top and then you get swept and. You know, so training the high level, get finished. But but then you have to to recognize yourself. Like, man, I need. Yeah, you start to realize the yeah. things that you're not yeah, exactly. doing well in, or the flaws that you have. Yeah, why well, are you doing judicial to just giving triangle to? Yeah, is that all you're gonna know? Yeah. So you really you you really have to push yourself to to try, man. You're gonna fail beginning, but then something click and you. You start, yeah, you, you start getting good, you know how to put away, you know. Yeah. I learned most of for you, like, my top game. That was I, funny, because I, I told uh, you that. One day I was training uh, with you recently, I was like, man, I feel exactly like, you uh, know, like uh, how I think I made you feel, you know, because yeah. I just feel yeah. terrible. Exactly. Yeah. The, the thing that, the if, you, if you're on top of me, you know, I can be, I can be like, oh, yeah, man. Just the way. Yeah, you, you, he's got me. Right, yeah. but in your head, you should like someone. Someone high level is on top of you. You should learn how to. Yeah. You know, don't be scared. And put I yourself there yeah. because once you know what they're doing, you know, and then you start doing, and then it makes sense, you know. Yeah, you're gonna figure and, it out to yeah, some extent. Exactly. There's so much about feeling. Man. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Awesome. But I think yeah. like the biggest thing that he's saying is like for you to improve, like from your question, for you to improve um, in anything. You have to use every opportunity of your failure as an as a, as an, an option to grow exactly. from that, or as an opportunity to grow and improve. Like exactly. the thing is, is the most common thing in life that we um, do now because we live in like a society, especially in Western countries, where 
like I said before, it's so catered and it's such a participation thing. Oh, well done. Even though you didn't do what you wanted, well done. Here's a medal. Oh, well <laughs> so done. Cool. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's the best. <laughs> and like the problem with this attitude all the time is that people never um, expose themselves to feeling uncomfortable anymore. But that's yeah. the only way to improve. Yeah. And what happens now is instead of feeling uncomfortable and recognizing going, you know what, I, I want to change it. I want to learn how to fight so I don't get knocked out like that yeah, guy doing that's MMA. That's scary. Oh, there, that's there's a feeling that's registering that I'm not good in something yeah. and I need to improve on it. People are, deter, people are scared of that now. It's it's Even just noticing that they have a floor is a problem. Yeah. Oh, I need a safe space. I need a safe space to sit and calm down. Oh, where's my chai tea? Oh, my God, I cannot right now. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, Sometimes they yeah. say, say that exactly like that. I cannot, I cannot do, do yeah. I, I, I'm terrible at mouth or yeah. whatever. I'm terrible. And then don't try to improve. I know, and that's they why just, they stay uh, like that. But that's uh, the attitude that forces you into this downward spiral. Yeah. Like, if you're always afraid of how you feel, if you're always afraid of failing and all this stuff, you never even try. And if you never yeah. even try, you're never going to get the result you want. The problem with most people, with jiu-jitsu or people in life, is that they will sit there in the same spot and complain about everything and be unhappy and then yeah. do nothing about it. Yeah. And, like, okay. how, how can you have the outcome that you want sitting there twiddling your thumbs yeah. or sitting there doing yeah. whatever? Like, you, like Fred's saying, you've got to use the opportunities to improve. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got a lot of opportunities available now. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, we the, got the, we yeah. got privates. Yeah. we got... BJJ one-on-one, man. Mm. Like, if, if you want to improve, man. Yes. Get there, man. True, true. So, uh, BJJ one-on-one.com.au um, is an online curriculum uh, that Anton put it together. There's over 500 <coughs> positions. I use myself. Fred uses himself as well. It's a lot of uh, good material uh, in, like, an online program that is specific to make you advance in, in topics. So, you go half got border, you're going to have a lot of positions, you know, uh, submissions from that position, <clears throat> back takes, and so on. But uh, it's super well thought and it's easy to remember. And I think it's super important. You want to evolve at some areas. Like you go there, you get two positions, and you try and train. You're responsible so much for your improvement mm. to get the information, and you have to try when you're in training. A lot of people they get on a on a automated mode when they're training, and they just do what they're good at. You're never going to improve. It doesn't matter how many classes you're attending a year. never yeah. going to happen. You have to go and put yourself in that position. But, um, Fred, you've been teaching like for a long time. Um, and you're doing a great job as well. And you guys um, doing a lot of privates. You do a lot of privates as well. Yeah. Normal classes. You know, yeah. There's a lot of privates. And uh, one thing that I, I want to talk to you guys is that um, there's always... Um, I always, um, people, I think a lot of people think that uh, private classes, uh, they just for people that, oh, before the competition, I'm going to do some privates. Yeah. And it's funny because that's actually the thing that happened the least, right? Yeah. Majority of people that does privates uh, are like people that are like, they have busy lifestyle or they want to improve quicker. They want yeah. uh, a safe training because yeah. with a coach, uh it's super gonna be nearly impossible for them to get hurt because you yeah. can you you training you guiding you see the guy's gonna get in a spot you're gonna change you're gonna yeah, open skilled, up we're skilled enough to control yeah. the intensity of yeah. sparrings and things yeah. like that and 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 this and people like in a certain age like 
which I am including, including myself right now, you have, um, you want to make things, you, you, you have no problem on spending money to be, to feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this feeling, feel good means that you're going to go back to your work and you're going to be more productive. You're yeah. going to feel back to your family. You're yeah. going to feel better. So it's an awesome investment, right? Yeah, um, and there's a lot of like people like over 30s there. We have privates for kids as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That we teach. We have privates for groups, for families. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like, you true here, what do you feel like the, the, how do you feel the, the, the importance of privates and what do you think you can address as well, like in terms of like, um, give a little bit of guidance in the, in the game or showing positions that they have difficulties, speed up their game. What are you, yeah, your I, points here, guys? I think it's all, all, all that you said, yeah. Yeah. All that you said, yeah. And I like to, to work on that game, to, to be honest, because I don't want I don't want to go to a private and show something totally different yeah. that they're not used to. Like, For sure. Yeah. I always, to, yeah. yeah. We, with this, like, point, yeah. I always try to get, like, whatever someone books a private, whatever, I always ask them, like, all right, what are you specifically to work, what, want to work yeah. on? And normally, like, man, have a think about what you... Because this is something that's very uncommon for people, but like you're yeah. saying looking at yourself yeah. most people don't yeah. even with privates they just turn up and say all right what can you show me and it's like <laughs> i can show you i can show you whatever you want but let, well, let's start from the beginning let's start from the beginning all right what are you actually already doing so before yeah, you come exactly. into the private what are you actually already doing and how does it work and and do you have success with it and what are the problems let's what let's start exactly. with that yeah, exactly. let's fix the things that aren't working and yeah. then if you want to add a few things here and here, here and there that help with what you're already doing we'll do that because <clears throat> you can like, you can come and say, I want to get good at leg locks. And I can spend time on leg locks, yeah. but in one session, you're not going to remember. Gonna Unless you're coming yeah, yeah. consistently and doing privates regularly, yeah. you, you, you're going to waste a session trying to learn a new skill that you yeah. can just watch on YouTube. You know what I mean? You can go and watch that yeah. on YouTube. You can go and watch that on BGJ 101. But unless you're actively working on it and, and performing yeah. it and doing it and rehearsing it and going over and spending a, a block of time doing that, you're just going to forget everything. Exactly. So I think privates... Are like a, a really great tool for accelerating your learning, like you were saying yeah. before, and like giving you that extra thing to get on top of everything. And the more sessions you do, and the more information you consume, the better you get. Right? Awesome. It, it, the more the more sessions, the more training, the more information. Always, the more you're going to improve. But only if you're taking it in and then doing something with it. Because a lot of people yeah. just consume information but never apply anything with it. You know what I mean? Like. You, you, people watch this or go and do seminars on how to meditate and do all these things and stuff and, and then they go straight back to their normal life and, and nothing changes yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. so unless you're putting that stuff that you're learning into application like True. actually performing it in your life or in your day you're wasting your time yeah. and, and just yeah. that, that ability as well to like to be able for one hour to be taught technically but also to roll with that uh, person that yeah. has an expertise yeah. that is like you know you being you being you you doing a, a high level jujitsu, you're exposed yeah. to that kind of feeling, you know what I mean? That of yeah. in a training, so that's yeah. also a priceless experience. Yeah. I remember I'm actually having this deja vu in my head. Yeah. I remember <laughs> you see how much you like jujitsu, for example. Like I remember I was a blue belt. I can't remember age, maybe mm-hmm. maybe 17, maybe 16. I can't honestly remember, but I remember. But my parents gave a birthday present. I said, what do you want? I said, man, I want 10 privates. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then I done the 10 yeah. privates. And I still have positions from that one that yeah. I still, because I had yeah, a really good omoplata back on the day. Yeah. And uh, I remember there was like a couple of like um, variations, you know what I mean? Chains yeah. and all that. 
that I still remember this day, you know, so that shows yeah. like the amount of a focus that you can get as long as you're responsible and you want to take the information yeah, that will yeah. stay with you That's long. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think like nowadays I have a, a complete understanding on, I'm so ha- I'm happy to, to pay for things that will make me feel good in my head, yeah. you know, because you work hard and, and you, you want, you're always trying to achieve and make things the best you can and deal yeah. with everything that comes. But that's important for you to have that re-energizing yeah. feel good. And yeah. that's the fuel. So I'll, if that's what makes me happy, I'm going to invest on that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I tell people, you have choices in life. You can go and spend yeah. 200 bucks in the valley, have like, a, you know, yeah. 10 drinks. Next day, you don't remember what, have, what happened. Yeah. You feel yeah. shit. You can't yeah. even go to train. They, they might feel good while they're drinking it. But the thing is, is like improving yourself <clears throat> as a person is the most fulfilling, happiest thing you can yeah. do in life. You know what I mean? Whether it's like growing and evolving, learning a skill or... Um, you know, building friendships and relationships and networking with people. Like, this is stuff that's fulfilling to your life. Going and drinking yeah. or whatever or e- eating yeah. something that's, yeah, I feel great for, for, for 10 minutes. But- oh, some people love yeah. to go drinking, and like, but you have to find what okay. makes you feel, yeah. you know, the best. Like, yeah. as you get, you know, a little bit more maturity, you go, man, these things make me feel awesome. That thing, okay, well, yeah. that's where I'm going to go. In- yeah. Investing Without in what other people think, without other people yeah. uh, thought that you should do it man it's you it's your yeah, life exactly. yeah. but i think like like what i said before is like the more you you kind of gravitate towards investing in what improves you as a human being and a person 100%. you're going to find fulfillment in that always true you know what i mean yeah. and yeah. um like talking about with the private stuff before and, and with what um fred said about taking accountability of yourself like th- th- this stuff it, it's uncomfortable at the time but it's the most fulfilling thing you can do yeah. because you just improve and get better and and it, it, whenever you're moving forward in life or in anything exactly. you always feel better about things yeah. yes like, yes yeah. i actually have a funny story here um, i remember I was teaching one day and i can see these sounds really like not high volume or anything but coming from somewhere and I keep like looking around as if it's a mobile or something and then <laughs> and then I, when I like there's you know people go what a time off between trains like I, I watch this Fred and Fabio like like really close to the the shelves just looking at the the phone uh-huh. And as I as I coming walking close by, I see they like they so they train jiu-jitsu. They also uh, observing how's the soccer team going as well. You know what I mean when they playing. So they go there, they go for what? Okay, one zero. Oh my god, no, that's and then they come back. I was like, man, this is so uh, like you know so into soccer. So aside yeah. from soccer, which after yeah. that is uh, clear that you have this uh, passion. What else? What other hobbies do you have, Fred? Man, those soccer balls. <laughs> like playing soccer too. Yeah. Watching soccer. I like watching sports though. Yeah. Watch we have to organize to yeah. have like a soccer oh, yeah. game everyone like we used to do. Yeah. yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. Like just uh I used to do that in Brazil as well, you know, with yeah. uh Otavio and everything and, and uh yeah. just to have like that I, I think it's very important to have that extra activities aside yeah. from jiu-jitsu, you know yeah. what I mean? a couple of times yeah. a year I think is very important yeah. you know if it's a sport another sport as well yeah. you know but I remember when we used to play uh, you used to try all you want to do is put the ball between my legs <laughs> like no, the whole time like you didn't want to score a goal all you want to do is yeah. do that I wanted to humiliate yeah, yeah, you wanna, yeah you want to make me yeah, you wanna, yeah. yeah. so I, all I have to do yeah. is like close my legs you know 
And if he does, I'll go with his leg and do a little bit hard. Yeah. And then, but humiliate. I, I like. I think like whether it's humiliation or failing mm. or losing something. All all of these like negative experiences. They're all the catalyst for you to get better, man. Do you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. an opportunity to improve yourself. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean, sure. like I, th- I think yeah. that's something that most people, like I was talking about before, with like the nanny state of affairs and how everything is, and like, oh, you're the best, and oh, let me massage your feet. Get yeah, the tick. Yeah, exactly like that. Oh, would you like a chamomile tea? Oh, let's relax. Like all, all this type of stuff actually uh-huh. leads to the opposite of what people want, which is being confident and being happy with themselves and all this uh-huh. stuff. And it's like the more you avoid all these negative emotions and negative feelings, and like. You know, man, some of the hardest conversations in your life that you're going to have with people are completely true. Like, people are going to tell you, like, all right, this is what's wrong. Yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. You know, you're not doing this thing. Or um, for me, you know I mean? I've had conversations with, you know, coaches and things like that in rugby saying, like, man, you know, th- you, you're making all these mistakes. You're doing things. It doesn't feel good to receive that. But for you to get better and to achieve your goal and to have confidence in yourself and improve yourself as a person, you need those things. Yeah. You need those experiences that are uncomfortable to force you into action and go, all right, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit here and complain and feel sad for myself? Or am I going to get on my bike and get up yeah. and do something about it? I remember you know? Andrea Pedernero yeah. said, said that to me like when I was, when I was a blue belt. Yeah. I was a blue belt. I was doing that, the triangle. The, yeah. The thing, the triangle there. Uh, Smashing everyone with the there. triangle, yeah. And he said to me, man, you, your triangle is like a black belt level. But you're not gonna change any belt. <laughs> you just come yeah, in yeah, and, do, and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta put yourself in the other position. Learn all this stuff. Yeah. You know, because I would, I would get myself swept and yeah. get back to just and to get the, the triangle. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's that's not the uh, you. You're good at jujitsu. You're good at triangle. You're not good at jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I, which yeah. brings to another thing too. Like I normally, when people ask me, oh, how, what's the What's the thing that I have to do to get better on the bottom or, or vice versa? What is the thing that I have to get good on the top? You spend time there. Exactly. So, if you, you know, like yeah. if you're going to get, get good on the top, don't get swept and accept because yeah. you're good on the bottom, you're going to do a triangle. You spend yeah. time on the top. Exactly. It's, yeah. so, it's so obvious, you know, yeah. it's clear. Like, just yeah. spend time there, you know? Exactly. And I think the, the best thing for you to get better on the bottom is learn first how to defend the path. Yeah, I, I, I agree with this philosophy yeah. as well. Like for you, to, for you to have confidence, and we've been doing that most of this year with all the teaching at Gaha and stuff like that. Is like for you to be comfortable in any scenario, yeah. whether it's on the bottom or like in a threatening situation. All right, let's learn how to stop that from happening. Exactly. You're in the mount. All right, this is how you escape. You're in the side control all the time. This is how yeah. you escape. You get stuck in the armbar all the time. All right, this exactly. is how you defend. You get stuck on the back and the guy's trying to choke you. All right, this is how you defend. You get caught in the triangle, no problem. This is how you defend. And and the thing is, is you don't have to cover everything, but if you yeah. cover like the main postures and the, mu- yeah. fa- uh, the few main scenarios, now you give people confidence that even if they're stuck there, they know yeah. what to do to get out. Yeah, and now it's just a matter of time of them getting good at it. Yeah. And I think the cool thing is, is what you're all saying is like, instead of being scared of all those uncomfortable situations and never going to the mount because yeah. I'm going to do bad. Like you said yeah. before, we're training with Eduardo. Oh, I let the guy come on the top in the side yeah. control. Like, oh, no, you force yourself into those uncomfortable positions. Yeah. You force yourself to overcome those things that make you feel horrible, make you feel bad about yourself, and then you become a better thing. Yeah. You evolve. You, you're the little, um, you know, uh, caterpillar turning into a yeah. butterfly. You're evolving. Yeah. You, 
You yeah. know what I mean? You're coming out of the cocoon and you and, and every time for you to do that throughout your life requires challenge and being upset and all of yeah. this stuff. Yeah, and the more like, you, and the more you keep putting yourself in bad scenarios in terms of thing and then learning from them, the more you evolve and the more the better like you get. The thing that I do want to mention though about BJJ one oh one that can help with this specific scenario too is we've 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 made a massive focus on trying to understand how things work. And it's not like you, you, you should do this to be good or you should do this to be good. No, no, no. Here's how it works. Here, here's how to understand it. And then you can make your own decisions. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think for me, that's always been the best way for me to take in things is not people telling me how to do things, but people presenting like, look, this is how stuff works. You right. Take in as much information as you can and then make your own decisions because you have free will as a human being to do whatever you want but you need to understand the, the repercussions and the outcomes for the things you do. Mm. And once you know that, you can make the good decisions for yourself. And mm. I think most people never spend any time actually understanding how things work, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's how to run their business, whether, whether it's how to have a relationship. People have all these ideas and beliefs about things just because. Yeah. And just because doesn't yeah. mean you're an expert. You know yeah. what I mean? How many times... Um, have you talked to other people in the class or me too that are telling me what techniques to do? <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. All right, how does an armbar work? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, wait a second. How does an e-bar work? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, but the, oh, but I watch this and this one's the best and this thing's good. Uh-huh. Man, you, you, you're talking from a position without understanding everything <laughs> and you still want to <laughs> tell and, and say. Yeah. And I mean, this is a very, very easy uh-huh. thing to get caught up in because there is so much information. There is so many things available and there are so many people selling that snake oil thing like ah this is a course on on how to get a million dollars in 10 days this is a course on how to get social media this is a course on how to lose the best armbar the best armbar ever this this series of leg locks is the best you'll never need to learn how to submit world-class black belts in three (laughs) weeks watching this dvd like (laughs) this stuff's always available and why do why do people do that because people buy it because it's before you watch the dvd you must buy the 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 the, the pill that does well for your brain it makes you smart or or (laughs) you're gonna do this workout program or diet program and you're gonna lose all your weight in three weeks three week workout program whatever like Every, everything's about superseding the thing that's yeah. actually uh, like always going to happen life's difficult yeah. life's hard yeah. everything is anything that's worthwhile is going to be hard and what people don't want is anything that's hard so they will pay they will spend all their money they'll do everything they can to find something that's as quick and easy as possible yeah, exactly that's true and unfortunately that's just not the way yeah. it is you know what i mean <laughs> And like, it, and and you can tell people this as much as you want. Like, it's up to them to decide that they're gonna do that, because it, it's way easier to sit at home complain and go, ah, oh, I need to lose weight. I'm gonna buy that workout plan. Do it one time, never do it again. And yeah. go, oh, but I tried and it didn't work. It's that thing's fault. Yeah. I did the plan that was supposed to yeah. work. In three that weeks. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and it's the plan's fault. Yeah. It's the guy that yeah. made the plan. Whatever. Exactly. And then they go to the next one. Yeah, correct. Yeah. They go to the next they one with the same problem. Around. The next one, yeah. and the next fad, and the next thing. And this happens with jujitsu. This happens with everything. Like, yeah. it, it, it's a, finding some control over your emotions or your mind is the most difficult thing in your life that you're always going to struggle with every day. It never gets any easier. You know what I mean? And I think like jujitsu, funnily enough, is like a, again, like a c- controlled, safe way of starting to learn yourself and starting to learn how your mind works and, and trying to con- find some control over it rather yeah. than it controlling you. 
And and like man, I can't say enough good things about me learning jujitsu and starting so early in life. I'm I'm happy that I started like in a similar yeah. position to you. I started when I was yeah. like 13, 14 years old, yeah. training with like men that you know, yeah. I mean, like I didn't I don't get to like be the biggest kid in the class and just get by by being strong. I think that's one of the major reasons why I yeah. got good at jujitsu in the end to begin with. Yeah, because <clears throat> I didn't rely on my strength. I didn't rely. On, I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to. Same man. You know yeah. Training with the adults, I remember. Yeah. I remember when I was competing, because I was used to train with the others. And it was easy. With the, the kids yeah. and just throw, throw them around, yeah. <laughs> this is so easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's um, interesting. Like, because I think, like, we've been talking about a lot, like, underlying in, in everything we've been saying, but, like, the more you keep committing yourself to things that are hard and difficult, and, like, the more you persevere and overcome those obstacles, the better things get in your life and the better things get in general. Yeah. And I know it's hard at the time and it's difficult right now, yeah. but just just keep going. Just keep going. Just yeah, keep yeah. going eventually. Like, for me, I, I whether it was with rugby or with um, jiu-jitsu, man, I didn't win a lot of competitions. I, got, I, got, I lost many, many competitions. I lost many situations where I was in a semi-final or a final. I lost many situations on the first fight. You know what I mean? You, you don't get better by going, oh, I lost my first fight. I'm never going to compete Yeah, again. exactly. It's all you know I mean? mind <clears throat> What you do is you... And, and the same story is for everyone. You know what I mean? Bushesh talks about it. You know, the first, you know, how many 15 competitions he went to and all this stuff. He never won. He never did all this thing. But what did he do? He persevered. He kept going. He kept going. And you're always one step away. But the thing is, is most people quit one step yeah. before that. Most people quit two steps before that. Most people quit three steps before that. Yeah. And that perseverance and that attitude of like, I'm going to accept challenge and I'm just going to move forward in my life and I'm going to get better from that. And that setback is going to make me better. Exactly. And that next setback is going to make me yeah. better. Yeah. If you think about like, that, they, 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 that, that's, that that's the only yeah. thing that works. That's, yeah. really that's the same. That, uh, well, I don't know what's the same, but like every every successful people had to go to failure true, many first. failures yeah. before many failures yeah. first so true yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's but no one wants so to true. no one wants to go through the failures because exactly. they don't feel they good quit as soon as the first yeah. obstacle, first, come, obstacle uh, comes Fred uh, just um, uh, I want to ask this question like from from all times like where are the guys like if you could give like five names or all the guys that you found like like that you would go and like really found the jujitsu of the guy amazing for any reason that you think, yeah. of course, very personal, but yeah, yeah. like without yeah. having people from from any anywhere Anything, from uh, any time, any generation, I like think, uh, Marcelo Garcia was Marcelo Garcia, the, the best one that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And man, so so much. Man. Oh, well, like, go for it. Give, I know you. I know Ro you have Roger Grace for the. If I have to to pick a top five, I go yeah. Roger Grace for all the successful that he had. Mm -hmm. Like. In, most champion, we think. Damn. Man, they don't go... I might go Rabinha. Yeah, yeah. Rabinha is my... Uh, oh, Rabinha probably be yeah. my list as well. Yeah. Rabinha... So for the guys well, that don't know who Rabinha is, is did you, can you say his name or...? Yeah, Hobson Moura. Hobson Moura, yeah. Uh, so he's a very, very famous guy, multiple, multiple world champion. Gi, yeah. no Gi, ADCC, everything like... Very, yeah. very famous guy. Yeah. So if you want to check very that guy tenor, out, yeah. check out Hobson Amazing Mora. guy, yeah. amazing, like, yeah. super... Yeah, very crazy position. Creative, guard, yeah. yeah. Thing, very interesting game. Yeah. yeah. Ahead of his time, yeah. I yeah. should say. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's three. I know it's a difficult question. <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult yeah. question. 
Definitely, this is my top three, but... Who else? In Jiu-Jitsu, in Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, look, it, know, man. That, that, that actually you, you like, you know, like, this is, this is very... Because you can go so many directions, yeah, yeah. but... I, I go Hicks and Gracie. Yeah, Hicks and Gracie. Yeah. Hicks and Gracie. Man, when I grew up, like the the famous guys, like mm -hmm. the, yeah. from our era, was Valid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Valid was like yeah. a character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a character. Yeah. I think it's. I, I don't think, know, man. Yeah. There's so many. It can go different ways, as you yeah, said. Yeah. Go Everyone like uh, saying Valid's this uh, guy that's just all about emotion <laughs> yes, uh, and persevering. And then go and to the meet and talk. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, get all the graces. <laughs> no, but everyone, everyone has like um their strengths and weaknesses and things, and it's like I'm saying, like you know, don't don't shy away from bad emotions. Thing, like everything has good things and bad things. Like it's, in my opinion, to be technical at jujitsu, you have to be systematic and remove all emotion. Right, mm. you, you can't be emotional when you're talking about decision making. Decision making is one of the few things that if you add emotion, you have problems. But For competition, for overcoming problems, emotion is one of the strongest, most important things ever. Yeah. That's what that's what allows um, uh, Jacare, you know, to get a broken arm in the final of you know two thousand and four mundials and pull his yeah. arm out and and keep going and keep going. That that's what emotion is good for to overcome impossible odds. Yeah. But to have good outcomes and things, you can't have any emotion at all. Right. Mm. To to make good decisions, you can't have yeah. emotion at all. You know what I mean? You have to be so systematic and if the guy does this, it means that. And if the guy does this, it means that. And finding a balance of those things is very difficult. Yeah. Like for competition and stuff like that, yeah. man. I, I think it's such an interesting fusion in jiu-jitsu that you learn about emotions and decision-making and, and the balance of both of them. And everything just is what it is and has its purpose and, and, and is a mechanism to achieve whatever you want to achieve. And you have to learn how to harness those tools Put them in your tool belt. And like learn, a box. And, yeah, and put them in your toolbox and learn when to use them and when to apply them and when not to. Most people, they never try to learn. All they do is they open the toolbox, I want to do this, bang, 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 smash yeah. the whole saw, and they're like, oh, no, look what I've done. Like, you, you got to start at some point, like you said, put ownership on yourself and, and start looking at things in a... Um, You know what I mean? Just in a way that you can use them later on. Not in a, yeah. such a reckless way. I think a lot of people approach everything in life way too recklessly. And I'm just going to do things in, in one way. Like, it's either too much on a uh, system yeah. and like, no, this is what it means and that. Or it's just completely emotional and they, yeah. and they have no control over anything. And it's yeah. really, really hard to find that balance, man. In, in, in terms of your question before, though, um, about like guys that you've, um, experienced in terms of physically in jiu-jitsu that you've watched or you've been in a seminar with and stuff like that is there any guys that you can mention I have one person that are it, to this day for me and maybe because I was younger when I did it but I did a seminar when I was very young maybe 14, 15 you told like me but yeah please and, say and um, I did a, a, a seminar with um, Hikaru Liborio now the, the reason that happened was because where I was training at the time they were childhood friends and you know he was the eight, the head instructor at ATT at the time and all this stuff a very famous guy um, but for me he's the most technical human being that I've ever experienced and the reason being is it wasn't like a formal seminar he was just there because of like some UFC stuff in Australia and he went there and he's like alright I'll, I'll run the class or whatever and he's like alright I'm going to teach you guys whatever alright let all of you roll with each other la, 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 let's have a look at this 
And just from watching everybody, he's like, all right, these are the things you guys need to work on because these are the mistakes happening all the time. All right, here's the techniques. And, man, for me, the guy is just so um, vast in his knowledge and, and so technical in just the way he moved and everything. It was so perfectly positioned. And for me, that was the most, um, mm. like, such a, a rich experience to know, like, man, this is somebody with a, with a, a deep understanding of jiu-jitsu mm. that I'd never experienced before. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Is there anybody that you yeah. guys could say about the same experience? Or? Well, yes, I had. Um, so I had a similar experience to yours in a way where I was really young. I think it was one of the things that uh, push, put me into jiu-jitsu as well, mm. which was um, Silvio Bering, which is a very famous uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, coach. Mm. Is a very famous uh, family as well. That's where Fabrício Verdun came from and many other guys. Corleta. Do you remember Corleta? Yeah, yeah. They're very famous as well back in the day. Um, he, he, had, um, he had people... Um, he was doing like a seminar, self-defense seminar, and that like he knew so much about self-defense. You know what I mean? It was yeah. so beautiful. And back in the day, there were so many fights. I was like, man, this is it. Yeah. I need to learn that. So I want to yeah. keep... Uh, playing soccer and surfing <laughs> without trouble. Um, so that was one for me. It was very, uh, you know. Then I think like for proximity and watching, I think uh, Leo Vieira was another one. Lovely was that. just by guy in brown belt who just would come to visit our gym. Just the way the guy moved. Everyone would be, it was kind of funny, you're training mm-hmm. here, but everywhere you look at everyone, everyone's, everyone's doing like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't need to uh-huh. worry about what's happening yeah. here. Man. It was so yeah. funny to watch. Yeah. Right? So that was another, just a guy that had positions that were not like. So unique. Yeah, so unique. So unique yeah. and, and, and then like um, a bit more acrobatic, yeah. but effective. Be- beautiful. Yeah. Not acrobatic like for advantage. Yeah. Acrobatic yeah. that is actually, you see the end, yeah, he's taking the back and he's submitting. Yeah. Like it's not like a. Uh, such yeah. a unique form of doing at it. At the time. It's so beautiful, man. Yeah, at yeah, the time. Like, it just adds like this this aesthetic element to it. Think, it just yeah. looks so yeah. beautiful and amazing. And, True. Yeah. You know, it's poetry happening or a dance occurring. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that was that. That was, I mean, for me, like, I mean, in terms of... Um, but there's so many. It's super difficult. I found Holy Grace, like, in terms of uh, oh, his strategy. Just yeah. in how he strategy in a fight and how he wins like uh, open divisions and you know what I mean the uh, guy man won so many fights uh, you know what I mean like and so again so many different weight divisions yeah. like uh, in such a strategic way uh, that I found very impressive as well yeah. uh, for his size as well but the strategy that he has implements during fights is really amazing um, and look it's just the, the list goes I found uh, another guy that I found like like amazing which was a very friend a very good friend of mine Still to this day is Nino Chambri, mm. which was like the guy that created Gogo Plata. Oh, yeah. uh, Rubber Gata, like which is just like it was. I remember training with him in his house, and um, I remember talking to myself. I was like, man, the day I passed the guy, because you'd be here inside control, mm-hmm. and you would get his thumb and bring <laughs> it here, his toe, yeah. sorry, bring it here. And then you're back to there. Pass like, it in front of your face. Like, and, go back to and you go guy. like, man, I remember talking to myself, man, the day, the day I pass his guy, I, uh-huh. I should get a purple belt. <laughs> <laughs> Just how difficult that, that was. Man. I was like, that day never happened anyway, but I ended up getting graduated without that. Too. But uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing, you know. Uh-huh. You know, there was many guys, man, but this, this, this is what like touched me, hot being for sure. 
Yeah. Another one. Guys, uh, Paul, Fred, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, pleasure being here. Mm. Thank you for thank having me. Thank you so me. much yeah. for coming thank in and for, sharing yeah. like your stories and stuff and yeah. your insights about training and stuff. And, and, and I think it's just funny that like uh, most of us have so many parallels in the way we think and stuff like that because we've had the same experience and we've gone through all these difficult things to achieve, you know, getting a black belt and all that. And yeah, man, there's certain things you've got to do in life to get to where you want. And if you don't yeah. do them, you can't get there. And so, Fred is, a, I mean, a great asset for, for Gaha as well. Yeah. I think he's a super nice person. Like that everyone loves Fred, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like an awesome human being, great friend. Uh, person he's a really good friend of mine very, very patient very patient excellent coach like excellent training partner a guy that you always look forward to train during training sessions so and it's a great great to have you around like to be honest you know what I mean yeah, Let's, pleasure man I love, love thank you man. I love everyone here from the thank from you this, this gym this guy yeah let's you know, play so, again let's uh, play more soccer <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thank you guys thank you, thank you for having me it was 